0: Welcome. This is the Business of Vulnerability, the podcast that shares the wonderful work that individuals, organizations, and communities are doing around the world to try and help those who are most vulnerable. Today on the podcast, we want to do something a little bit different. Uh, This is going to be me uh, sharing a little bit of an explanation of what the vulnerability gap is. That's something we, we talk about often with uh, our, our customers and our clients at Pulse for Good, but it's the idea of uh, people being uncomfortable sharing how they really feel. And uh, so what you're going to hear is, is me really in a video that we've, we've taken audio, being able to, to share what the vulnerability gap is and, and why it matters. Uh, we hope you enjoy it and we hope you put it in perspective of the services that you offer and how you can try and decrease the vulnerability gap that individuals might be experiencing as they uh, receive your services. Have you ever been in a situation where you wanted to share some feedback to somebody, but you didn't feel comfortable? The most common example of this is working somewhere. I think we've all worked somewhere where you had a boss, where they asked for feedback, but you knew if you gave that feedback, it would not go over well. Right? Sometimes this happens with spouses. Sometimes this happens with employees. Sometimes this happens with with clients. Uh, This can happen all over the place. And we're going to talk a little bit today about why this happens and what you can do to try and prevent this. You see, the difference or the gap between what you want to say, what you the feedback you wanted to give and the feedback that you should have given, we call the vulnerability gap. The vulnerability gap is the difference between what you want to say and what you're comfortable saying. Now, this may sound ridiculously intuitive, and it may be something that you understand. You may ask, why am I talking about it? Well, the interesting thing is this difference really is heightened when there's a power disparity, right? We all know speaking truth to power is hard and feedback is truth. So me being able to speak truth to my boss can be really hard. There's a power disparity there. It could affect my career. It could affect my salary. I could get fired, right? It can be intimidating. It can be really hard. Now, imagine if the power disparity is bigger. Picture yourself as someone experiencing homelessness, receiving services from a a homeless service provider. That homeless service provider could ask you for feedback. Hey, what could we do better? How comfortable would you be in giving feedback? Now, think about the scenario. They're providing something, food, clothing, shelter, whatever it is that really is incredibly necessary for you to be able to continue to live your life. Right. The effects of them taking those services away could be devastating. And you know that it's internalized. How comfortable would you be sharing that difference between what you're comfortable sharing and what you should share loses out a lot of valuable information for groups that are experiencing the vulnerability gap. Now, there's almost not a person that won't experience a vulnerability gap in some way, some shape or form. Any time there's a power disparity, you'll see it. Take another example. Imagine being a teenager working at a restaurant. At this restaurant, you're surrounded by people all probably making minimum wage besides the management that tend to be a little bit older. How comfortable would you be giving hard feedback to them about the way they're treating people? Think about the power disparity there and the issues that come with that life and society is full right now of examples of people misusing that power uh, there, there's plenty of things that can be very awkward to talk about now imagine something like a sexual assault allegation or even just uh, racial disparity or or other things like that how hard it would be as a teenage person to be able to give feedback to your boss that they are in the wrong it's hard as an adult it feels impossible as a teenager Now, the vulnerability gap is going to be experienced by almost everybody, as we talked about. The question is, what can you do to fix it? Well, the vulnerability gap really revolves around a single concept. And that concept is psychological safety. If you can help people feel safe psychologically, not just physically safe, but safe internally in their heart and in their mind to share, then you can get the feedback that you need to be successful. You close that gap, and you may not completely close that gap. I think everybody has that little bit of a gap that's going there, but the goal is to minimize it. Providing psychological safety gets me there. I'm gonna talk about three different ways you can, uh, you can provide that psychological safety. The first is through relationships. Now, this is the most common way that we re- resolve psychological feedback issues or psychological safety issues and get feedback. Uh, a good example may be a spouse. My relationship with my spouse is in such a way where I can share much more pointed feedback than I probably could with others because there's a buildup of trust that's there over over a a decade of time that doesn't exist in other groups. right, I can share feedback that's far less filtered and the gap between what I want to say and what I ought to say are very, very different. Um, right and and I it's, it's a much smaller gap my vulnerability gap is much smaller there as you build better relationships with people and people understand where you're actually coming from and that they don't have to be afraid of you responding poorly to uh, bad feedback there's a better chance of people sharing more feedback now we talked about a boss that you're worried about taking feedback and I once worked at an organization where people were terrified to tell the truth to the person in charge and I, uh, for whatever reason, wasn't particularly afraid of it. And so I would, I would share uh, kind of the unfiltered truth as I saw it. And the fascinating thing is I felt the more feedback I gave that was hard and the less that was responded poorly against, you know, I had that fear just like everybody else. When bad things didn't happen because of that feedback. And in fact, good things tend to come out of it. All of a sudden I was reinforced to be able to share more feedback until eventually it got to the point where it could basically be unfiltered. I could share exactly how I felt. Um, However it was interesting to see that change when sometimes feedback ended up being reacted to and slowly I pulled back the amount of feedback I was willing to give. That fluctuation is probably normal but it's a good example of what it's like in a work environment. Now, when relationships aren't uh, able to be built, for instance, you may have too many people to build the close relationships you need to to get feedback from all of them. Uh, Another way is by using anonymous surveys. Anonymous surveys are a very effective means of being able to provide psychological safety because somebody can say, they won't know who I am. Part of the way to do this is to make sure you build your survey, not just in a way that doesn't ask for their name, but also helps make sure that they can't be identified in other ways. I once participated in a survey, uh, a workplace survey, shared how I felt and I had a manager come talk to me and say, hey, I know this response was yours. Um, And and it was mine, Um, but they could tell by the tone of voice and by the questions that were asked that that it was mine. Uh, It wasn't very anonymous in that regard. So limiting the amount of free text questions uh, or uh, making sure the answers for the free text questions are in a way that won't give away who I am and providing like star ranking scales, Likert scales, um, any of those type of things will help protect the amenity of individuals and increase the psychological safety, which drastically increases what they're willing to share. The third and the last thing that you can do, and there's, there's definitely others, but these are the three things uh, for today, um, is, is conduct uh, something that's called a retrospective. For those in tech, you may be familiar with it. It's simply a meeting where you discuss what's going well and what's not the benefit of this meeting is being able to go in and say we're having a specific meeting to talk about feedback and it's not a performance review type of meeting it's not a meeting where we're going to blame people we're just talking about what's going well and what's not what it does is it allows for an opportunity to depersonalize some of the things going wrong so instead of saying hey this is something blake's doing wrong we can say hey the youtube videos aren't going very well what can we do to fix that now everybody may know that blake is the one that makes the youtube videos that's OK. Somehow there's, there's not a way to escape a, a level of accountability. But what it does is it's not saying Blake is doing a bad job. Instead, it's allowing the entire view of we're struggling with this thing to be pointed out so we can work on it. It's that environment of psychological safety that is produced by the retrospective that is really its, its best feature. It provides a place for you to be able to share without blaming. And without the blame, all of a sudden the psychological safety to share feedback skyrockets. Now, these are three ways you can try and close that vulnerability gap. An important thing to do is just to be aware of the gap. Know that it exists. See when it's happening to you and know that you can take steps to try and fix it through relationships, through anonymous surveys, through retrospectives and through a variety of other ways, just by paying attention to it and being cognizant of it, you can start to close the gaps people have with you and make sure you get better feedback so you can do better at your jobs. Thank you for listening to The Business of Vulnerability. If you or someone you know would be a wonderful guest for our next recording, please let us know at Team Pulse. it's T-E-A-M-P-U-L-S-E at pulseforgood.com. Thank you.